of praise and worship. Jesus, we love you, my King. There's no one like you in all the earth, and you're worthy of our worship and our praise. Is he worthy today with you? Do you love him today? I wonder if you can lift up your hands right now and just say, I love you, Jesus, and I thank you, my God, for visiting me today. Praise God. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, I thank God that I can wake up today, not like I did in yesteryears, in a stupor, hangover, waking up, having to go chase the next dream that just falls apart in my hands anyhow. I thank God that I can wake up today and I can say, good morning, Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen. Isn't that blessed? Isn't that precious that we can have that type of communication with our Father? I'll be honest with you. When I'm in prayer, I might burp or something, and I'll say, excuse me, Jesus. You know why? Because I know he's here with me, amen, just as much as you are. And if you were standing next to me, I'd say, excuse me, because I want to be that close to my dad, amen. I love him that much. Praise God. Well, you got to tolerate me this morning, everybody, so I'm glad that you're here this morning. I got, I truly do feel that I have a message that the Lord wants us to hear. Um, I've been in prayer in this. I don't uh, take the pulpit lightly. Believe me, I don't. And I don't take you lightly. I love you guys, and I want the word of God to feed you, not me. So ignore this little short, bald-headed guy and hear the word of God today. Amen. And let's be fed together. Praise the Lord. I just want to thank everybody that's here, and I thank my pastor for giving confidence that I can bring the word of God today. Got a lot of good able-bodied men here today and I'm glad that they're here with me to support me. I want to um, ask if you have your Bibles, we're going to open up in John chapter 15 verse 13. John 15, 13, the word of God reads, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Praise God. And what I want to preach on today is no greater love. Amen. No greater love. If you would put your Bibles down and let's pray together. Let's ask the Lord to bless this time. Father, we love you, Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord, for everyone under the sound of my voice that's here today and those who li are listening afar off. I pray that your word goes forth and does that which you want it to do, Lord. For I know it will not return void. It's up to us, O oh God, to take action on what you feed us today. So I pray, Lord God, that we would respond to what you have. I pray the anointing that destroys the yoke to be in this place. I bind every foul spirit. I bind every lying spirit and every spirit of division. I cast it down under us in Jesus' name. And I pray that you loosen your glory, your power, and the anointing that only comes from you, Father. We love you. We thank you today. And we give you the glory in all of this, my King. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's clap our hands one more time. Praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. There's a song that I grew up hearing whose lyrics I want to share with you today. The song is called, When a Man Loves a Woman. When a Man Loves a Woman is written by Calvin Lewis and Andrew Wright and first recorded by Percy Sledge in 1966. The lyrics are as follows. When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. He'd trade the world for the good thing he's found. If she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong and turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. When a man loves a woman, he'll spend his very last dime just trying to hold on to what he needs. He'd give up all of his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. When a man loves a woman, I give you everything I've got trying to hold on to your precious love. And baby, please don't treat me bad. When a man loves a woman, deep down in his soul, she can bring him such misery. If she is playing him for a fool, he's the last one to know because loving eyes can never see. Yes, when a man loves a woman, I know exactly how he feels. Because baby, baby, when a man loves a woman, when a man loves a woman. Praise God. So, I want to look at these verses in this song. Look at verse 1. And look what it says. It says, he can't keep his mind on nothing else. He trade the world for the good thing he's found. Amen? You know, when you fall in love with someone or something... You're willing to give up everything for that thing. You're willing to walk away from everything else for that thing that you love the most. Amen? You would trade the whole world for what you found because that's true love. In Titus chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, the word of God says, looking for that blessed hope. How many are looking today? I'm looking. Amen? I'm looking for my husband. I'm looking because I'm the bride of Christ. I'm looking for my husband. Remember, and, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to go along with what was just read and saying, that's who we're looking for, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now hear this, who gave himself for us. A lot of people like to quote John uh, where it says that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But they don't want to read this part where it says he gave himself for us. Amen. God himself came in flesh and gave himself for us. Woo! There's no greater love. Amen. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from what? All iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. That's what he's looking for today, amen? And this is how much he loved us. Just as much as that song said in verse 1, when a man loves a woman, that he can't keep his mind on nothing else. He'll trade the whole world for the good thing he's found. Do you know he traded everything for us? Do you know that? He literally gave it all up for you because he loves you, amen? You're the apple of his eye. You're his bride, and you're the one that he loves more than I could ever explain. Praise God. 
Praise God. It's beautiful to see the work of the Lord. He can't keep his mind on nothing else. Do you know that you're always on his mind? That you're the apple of his eye? That you're the center of his universe? He loves you. You know how I know that? Because he went to Calvary for you. He shed his blood for you. He did things beyond our imagination for us. When we were at our lowest, he came to us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And please understand, in order for this to work, it must be a reciprocal love. It goes both ways. Amen. It goes both ways. So we need to keep our mind like that also. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I can't keep my mind on nothing else, Lord. I love you more than anything in this world. I'll trade the whole world for you, but give me you, Father, because I love you. Is that your heartbeat today? Is that your heartbeat today? I want it to be mine. Amen. Verse 2, it says, if she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. And he'll turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. Let me tell you something. God's overlooked a whole lot of things for a whole lot of us here today. Amen. Come on now. The Bible says that even when we're not faithful, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. He's still going to love you. And when we do dumb things sometimes, he loves us so much that he pulls and tugs at our heartstrings. And he puts us in situations to make us stumble and fall. Why? So we can look back up and say, Father, I need you again. I tried it my own way. But Lord, get me back. Get me back. And he takes us back every time because he's a faithful creator. Amen. Praise God. He loves us more than I could ever express. He loves us. Amen. You can do no wrong in his sight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, the Amplified Version reads this way. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices in the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. And as the gift of knowledge, it will pass away. Verse 2 again, it says, if she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. He'll turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily provoked. It is not rejoice in injustice. But love bears all things. Amen. It believes all things. Love endures forever. And you know what God is? God is love. His love cannot end. It endures everything you go through. And it sees you along the way. His love is what's kept you here today. His love is why you're here today. Because he loved you so much that he's kept you even until this very moment. And yes, that's all right. We can give him praise. We can give him glory. 
Hallelujah. His love endures. And remember, it's reciprocal. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 11, for behold this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you, yeah. What clearing of yourselves, yeah. What indignation, yeah. What fear, yeah. What vehement desire, yeah. What zeal, yeah. What revenge. In all things you have approved yourselves to be clear in this manner. Remember, it's reciprocal. We, as he loves us, so we love him. And I'm jealous of God, amen. When I hear somebody use the Lord's name in vain, you know what it does? It hurts me more than anything. I'd rather them cuss than use the Lord's name in vain because I love him so much. You know what I do when I hear someone use the Lord's name in vain? I pray for them and I say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're saying. They don't know the beauty of this name that you've given us and the power of it. Oh, but if they did, they would love you like I love you. And that's what I want for the world, amen. I want to be zealous for God and for the things of God praise God and then when you get that in your gully I'm telling you it's going to keep you it's going to keep you through the thick and thin amen because your love for him is what's going to push you through everything praise God everything it's going to see you through amen it's because of his love that I'm here and it's because of my love for him that I'm here because I could just like any relationship turn my back on God one day and decide to walk away and break his heart. But I'm not going to because I love him too much to turn back now. As the old song says, I love him too much. Amen. Oh, if you love him right now, can you just lift up your hands and just say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. His love is reciprocal. Remember that. So we've got to have that vehement desire, that zeal, that revenge. We've got to hate what God hates and love what God loves. All of you guys, those even in not a relationship, if you learn how to love Jesus, you're going to know how to love one another correctly. Amen. The word of God, again, I want to read the word of God, but listen to the verse 3 and 4. When a man loves a woman... He'll spend his very last dime just trying to hold on to what he needs. He'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. My, my, my. Isaiah chapter 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed, praise God. 
All we are sheep have gone like the sheep have gone astray. All, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There ain't no big eyes and little U's in this place. I don't care if you got a million in the bank or a dollar. There's no difference to God, for no flesh shall glory in the Lord. But he's seeking those who want to love him and want to serve him no matter where they come from in their background. Amen. Praise God. Listen to this. All we have sheep have gone astray and we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He took what you did wrong and put it upon himself. For he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Woo! Praise God. Man, I'm telling you, I would have been clapping right. Do you understand what that means? He became sin for you that you can be righteous in God so you can walk in holiness and in true, true communion with the Father. Listen to this. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. How many times do we open our mouth back to people when they afflict us and oppress us or do something wrong to us? We go, we're right quick to jump on it. That's the old endemic nature. We got to let that do die and let Jesus live. Amen? Let Jesus live. It says, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shearers was dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Praise God. There is a purpose for your suffering. Amen. Because it's going to yield the peaceable fruit of God. And because he endured for you, we're going to endure for him today. Amen. Are you with me today? Praise God. Praise God. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. For by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. He's bearing them for us. Woo! Praise God. Therefore will I divide him with a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he has poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The devil, the liar, the accuser of the brethren. God, they, he was doing meth when he was 18. They tried to get him to church. He said, no. Jesus. He's covered in my blood. I can't see nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. It's forgiven. Amen. As far it is to the east to the west. So God remembers our sin no more. Praise God. Praise God. And I'm telling you, he that is forgiven much loveth much. So those that are forgiven much, I'm surprised you ain't up on your feet giving the Lord praise and glory. Because he forgave you much, you must love much. Because he's worthy of it all. Amen. He loves you. He loves you. Your 
you're his babies. Praise God, you're his babies. You may be seated. Again, going back to that verse, when a man loves a woman, he'll spend his very last dime just trying to hold on to what he needs. He'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. What did we just read? Jesus spent himself for us to the very end to the cross. Amen. He spent himself and gave himself for you because he loves you. He gave up all his comforts. God is a spirit. But oh, he came manifest in the flesh and he suffered in this flesh. For who? For me and for you. Because he loves us, amen? He loves us. And he'd sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. What did Jesus say? He said, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But the son of man have no place to lay his head. He lived a holy and a lowly life. He was one that we did not desire. He wasn't a good-looking guy. Some do that they try to paint like they do on the walls. That's nonsense. He was a rugged carpenter, amen, a man of the people. Just he got down to earth and he walked with sinners. He didn't sin with them, but he reached into them, amen, the lowest of the low, because he comes to seek and to save that which is lost. And that's the heartbeat of God, amen. That's the heartbeat of God. Praise God. And it, it is fulfilled that way. It pleased God to do it. Why? Because he knew that all had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No man can redeem himself. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. But in him we move and breathe and have our being. Amen. When we're washed in his blood, now his righteousness is applied to us. And now we are made the righteousness of God in him. And because of that, our love toward him for what he's done, then we walk in works of righteousness because we love him. We want to know him and we want to please him. Amen. Do you want to please him today? I want to please him today. Praise God. Luke chapter 23, verse 33. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the male factors, one on the right hand, one on the, on the left. Then Jesus said, said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The Bible says if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But God's not going to let them see that because he knew that that blood, that's the spotless, precious blood of the lamb that has redeemed all of us today. Thank God, thank God. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, he saved others. Let him save himself if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. I'm proud to be derided for the name of Jesus. There are times that people say, man, look, you're going through it right now, and you're a Christian? Yep. And guess what? My dad's going to see me through this too. Amen. And he's going to get the glory. I'm proud to be derided for the name of Jesus. Amen. And my walk with God. I'm proud and I thank God that I can live for him today. And the soldiers also mocked him. Coming to him and offering him vinegar. And saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. They mocked him. They scourged him. They made fun of him. They ridiculed him. And he said, as they did to me, so shall they do to you. 
They may make fun of you, think you're weird. Why don't you partake in what we do? Why do you dress the way you do? Why do you guys always in church? Why do you pray all the time? This and that, you know why? Because I love him. That's why. Because he was crucified for me, amen. I don't want to know anything save Jesus Christ and him crucified, amen, and me crucified also. I want to pick up my cross daily and walk with him because I love him today, amen. That's what it truly boils down to today, our love for him. And it says, and a superscription was also written over him in letters in Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Little did they know, they thought that sign was mocking, but they were proclaiming the truth. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? And he said, And we indeed justly. All of us right now, we deserve to hang on that cross. We deserve to hang there and justly because of the law of God. But the law of grace came and washed us, amen, that we can be like that second man and repent and say, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom, amen. It's all about the attitude and the way you look at it in life. Which one are you going to be? Which thief are you going to be? Are you going to be the one that rails on him and says, man, that Jesus ain't got nothing for me. I'm going to do it my way. Are you going to be the one that says, no, I need you, Lord. I recognize your sovereignty and your goodness, and I'm going to surrender all to you today. I wonder who we are today. Amen. And he said unto him, Lord Jesus, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today shall thou be with me in paradise. How can he say that? Because he's God. Because Jesus was in the flesh, dying, going into hell to take the keys of hell and death. Three days later, rose from the dead. Why? Because he's a sovereign God who also fills all space and time. He's still seated on the throne while he's working on the earth. And God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. And, he, and right then, that was his spotless lamb of God. And he was entering into a new covenant. And here we go. Jesus took him to heaven that day. He was still in heaven while on earth, and he was fulfilling the word of God while walking on the earth. God is one. God is one. Amen. Praise God. Listen to this. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. The enemy thought he won, but he didn't. Because then the sun was darkened and the veil was rent in the mist. Amen. The veil was open. It was rent. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, certainly this was a righteous man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Certainly. And there's another scripture that says, truly, this was the Son of God. Amen. He recognized. And again, remember, it says he would give up all his comfort and sleep out in the rain. If that's the way she said it ought to be. He went to Calvary for you. His back was ripped open. He was stripped naked, spit upon his beard, ripped off his face, made fun of. And you're talking about the Lord of glory who formed us and made us. And called us and loved us with an everlasting love. He did that for us. He did that for us. 
It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Praise God. There is no greater love than this. There is no greater love. And remember, it's reciprocal. As he was, so are we in the world. We are just like our dad, and we're going to walk, and we're going to live according to his word. He said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and he said unto them all, not just some, but all, if any, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's why Paul said, I die daily. I'm going to pick up my cross daily and follow him. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Oh, oh God, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Amen. I want Jesus today. Praise God. Do you know what my prayer is? My prayer to God all the time is this, Lord. Just let somebody accuse me of being with you. Just like they did the apostles. They had known that they had been with Jesus. I want to be accused of loving you, Father. I want to be accused of loving you with everything that I have and everything that I am, God. You are everything to me, Lord. You are everything to me. And I want to lose my life in you for your sake because I love you. There is nothing like God. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? What is the advantage? There is none. The trade is far greater. Amen. For I hath not seen, neither ear heard, what God has prepared for them that love him. I'm telling you, church, hold on. We're not too far. Hold on. We're almost home. Amen. Our dad is preparing us a place and he's about to take us home. Praise God. But those who really love him, that's who he's looking for today. Verse 5 in that song, it says, when a man loves a woman, I give you everything I've got. Trying to hold on to your precious love. And baby, baby, please don't treat me bad. He gave us everything he had trying to hold on to us. And even when we mess up, even when we're trying to hide in the shadows, he's still tugging at us, still reaching, still pulling, trying to get us back. Amen? Because he loves us as a father does a child. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself. That's God. He's going to present himself a glorious church. Amen. Woo. Praise God. I worship one God today. Amen. I worship one God. Look at this. A glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But it should be holy and without blemish. It says, I give you everything I've got. Trying to hold on to your precious love. Baby, don't treat me bad. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church. And what? Gave himself. That is an amazing love story beyond love story. I give you everything I've got. 
And what did he say? He said, it is your father's good pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. That's what he wants to do to all of us. Amen. He loves us that much. And he's trying to hold on to our precious love. He's always pulling at us, always calling us. You know, that's his desire. The restoration of all things. When Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, daily, they had their time together. And then the Lord let Adam enjoy the, everything that the Lord had made for him. And God wants us to have life in that more abundantly. Amen. But the key is to get back to where we were before in fellowship with God. But what do we do? We always, when we put it in our own hands, we make a hot mess out of it. Then we start to be ashamed and try to hide from God. But yet God can still see us. Why not just run back to him and let him make it right and clothe you and put you in your right mind. Amen. Praise God. That's how much he loves us. He wants us back. Amen. He said, and don't treat me bad. Praise God. So Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, though he can present it to himself, a holy church, amen, without spot or wrinkle. So let me tell you something. Anything you give up in this world so you can be closer to Jesus, do it. I want to be closer to God, amen. I want to walk with him today, praise God. I remember falling in love with my wife. And it was hilarious, if I could put it that way. <laughs> you know, when I came to this church, all I wanted was just God. I didn't want nothing else in, involved or in the way of my walk with the Lord. But about a year later, something started getting in my spirit. I started praying. I said, Lord, you know what? I think I want a wife. And then I would say, no, no, God, don't. I don't want to lose our connection, Lord. And I would wrestle in prayer over it. I would wrestle, man, I'm not lying. Because I didn't want to lose that connection and closeness that I had with him because I love him more than anything in the world. But then I wanted a family. So I began to pray, Lord, lead me to the right woman you open up that door. You do it. And I started putting it in God's hands. But it was a wrestle for me. Believe me. But one night we had a prayer meeting here. Actually, it was a good church service. And uh, it was pr they preached on prayer. And it ended about 9 o'clock. But about, oh, good handful of men and women stayed back and were praying. And I remember I was somewhere around here. Pop my head up, midnight, we were praying for hours. And I look over there and I've seen a few girls praying and I see my wife pop up from prayer. So I just noticed that, you know. And as I begin to continue to pray, one night my wife and I, we're over here with brother and sister Lopez. And we were sitting in the pew, kind of... Uh, uh, maybe the third pew back over there. And my back's this way, and my wife's looking that way. She's talking to, uh, I believe, Sister Lopez, and I'm talking to Tommy, and I said, I need a wife. And at the same time, she said, I need a husband. And we turned around looked at each other, <laughs> and that night we went out on our first date with Brother Tommy and Sister Julie. Amen? 
That's the way God works, praise. That's all right. That's God's glory, amen. Better than finding her in a bar or in the street or, you know, wrestling. And believe me, I don't put nobody down who, if you're in church today and you came out of that, that's a testimony in itself because that's a rarity. God loved you so much he snatched you up out of that bar, amen. Praise God. So as I begin to start dating and courting my wife, my word, I went head over heels, started losing my mind. I'm telling you. I go to work. I remember one time me and uh, uh, Brother Philip were working, and um, Philip Reese, and I'm up on the ladder, and I can't stop thinking about her. And he's making fun of me, and I get a sandwich. I'm, like, trying to eat lunch. I throw the sandwich out of the window instead of the plastic bag, and I'm going to eat the plastic bag. <laughs> and this is the way it was. I remember I would feel so guilty. I used to sit right here at that time. And I would look over, and I'd see my wife, and I always just want to keep looking at her and keep looking at her. And I'm like, no, but I know I need to pay attention to the preaching, you know. And so it was a wrestle because, man, I feel like it's just getting in between me and God. But no, it was because I was falling in love, amen. And that's the way it ought to be, praise God. I started falling in love with this girl, and today I'm more in love with her than ever, amen. It's a different love now because we've grown together thick and thin, learned each other, amen. And that's the way it ought to be with Jesus Christ, praise God. We ought to have a deep love for him so much that we want to be just like that, amen. Head over heels for Jesus, praise God. I want to love him. And yes, I'm still in love with this beautiful godly lady even more so today than in the beginning of our relationship. Because believe me, you got to keep reigniting that fire. You got to keep love alive. Amen. And it's the little things in life that matter, even with God. The little things. The daily talk with him. The daily spending time in your word. The daily time just telling him that you love him. This matters to God. Amen. He loves us. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Wherefore I put, in the, put thee into remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I'm telling you, when's the last time you stirred up that gift he gave you today? I'm wondering, when's the last time you just touched his throne and loved on Jesus till there was tears reaping down your face and you were talking in tongues in the presence of the Almighty? Amen. That's what he's looking for today. Praise God. We got to stir up that love again. Just like I got to reignite the kindling of the fire of my love for my wife, you got to reignite that fire and love for Jesus Christ. Where are you at today in your love? for him amen let's stir it up together praise God let's stir up that gift of God and if you're not married you still have Jesus amen love him praise God fall in love with him first and all things are going to come together for you amen praise God because he's our number one he's our first love amen praise God I'm telling you hold on to Jesus can I ask you to tell do you know what the greatest commandment is? Mark 12, 28 says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceived that he had answered them well, asked him, What is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor 
as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. You're commanded to love God. Amen. But when we walk away and we don't love him, we break that commandment. We also break that commandment when we don't love each other. And we don't forgive each other for our wrongdoings and our hurts. Then we cause a schism in the body. And then the body's divided. And then there's hurts. And, and things don't work out the way they should. But I'm telling you, if we can be in unity today. If we can love each other as he loved us. Amen. You want revival? It starts in the house of God first. Amen. It starts with us loving each other in the unity of the faith. And then that love's going to spill out into this city. And you're going to see people get the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're going to see people baptized in Jesus' name. And you're going to birth health babies amen that's what I want today amen I love you and I know Jesus loves you praise God I want revival I want real revival praise God and so it says again I want to read Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 but I have this charge against you that you have left your first love this is the amplified again you have left Lost the depth of love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which that you are fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand, the church, and its impact from its place unless you repent. I'm telling you, that's what God's looking for today. He's looking for someone who's still going to love him and come back to their first love. You have to rekindle that first love. Do you remember when you were first born again? Do you still remember when you got the Holy Ghost? Do you remember when you were baptized in Jesus' name? And do you remember when you received the revelation of the mighty God in Christ? Wow! There was nothing like it in the whole world. I couldn't believe it. My eyes were open and I was so full of joy, happiness, and I wanted to give it to everybody. My family thought I was crazy. My friends thought I was crazy. I was crazy. I was in love with Jesus, amen. I loved him so much that I wanted everybody to know, praise God. And I wasn't ashamed of him. I wasn't ashamed. I told everybody, the Lord's coming. You got to be saved. You need to get the Holy Ghost. And today I'm still saying it, amen. You need the Holy Ghost. Praise God, Jesus loves you. I want that fire to be in me, but I want it with maturity now. Yes, when I was young, there were times that I probably even hurt people because, boy, I would come strong because I loved it so much that I wanted them to have it just like I did. You know, I used to say, I wish I could just put the Holy Ghost in us in a squirt bottle or something and just start spraying people in the face and they just get the Holy Ghost, amen? Because they need to know what I feel and what I have and I want everyone to have it too, amen? It's the most precious thing that's ever been given to me and I never want to lose it. Is that your prayer today? I wonder if we can lift our hands one more time and just thank him right now for the Holy Ghost given. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us and that you would give us of your spirit, my God. We want you to be our first love always and forever. Praise God. Praise God. Remember, he said, baby, 
in this, in this lyric, it says, he's trying to hold on to our precious love and baby, please don't treat me bad. Don't turn your back on him. Don't lose that beauty of your first love. Yes, you may have been hurt by people. Maybe you just get tired. We all go through waves, but you know what you got to do? Rekindle that fire. Stir up that gift again, amen, and keep on keeping on. Praise God. I pray that we can do that today. It says right here, when a man loves a woman, again, verse 5, I give you everything I've got trying to hold on to your precious love. Remember, it's reciprocal. We got to do that. Baby, please don't treat me bad. In Revelation 3, verse 15, I know thy works, thou, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would rather that they, you were cold or hot. He'd rather somebody be outside of the church and backslid or hot or on fire for him than be lukewarm and just ignore his calling daily. Because at least when you're outside, he can work on you and pull you and try to save you out of the gutter. And then you recognize what he's done. But when you're lukewarm, you just sit there. It's kind of like my kids sometimes, you know. There's a house full of food and everything they could eat and drink. And, and they come in and say they're hungry. And you offer them what, the, what you have. And they say, I'm not hungry. I don't want that. That's lukewarm. There's food to eat. You really aren't hungry. You didn't want that. I'm telling you today, under the sound of my voice, it's up to you and how you respond to God. It's how you respond to that word of God. Are you hungry today? Are you thirsty for the fountain of living water? Do you want to eat of the bread of life once again? You've got to have that hunger and thirst again. You have to. You, you have to come back to him like a little child again and let your father fill you with his love. Amen. How hungry are you today, church? How hungry are you today? It says, so then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Woo, goodness. That's a scary place to be. To think you got it all figured out and you don't need anything. and You can go along with the motions and the waves of the ocean. No, thank you. God rebaptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Rebaptize me with your power and your beauty and your glory. Praise God. I don't ever want to get to that place where I think that I'm all okay. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You're naked in the, in the eyes of God. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy gold tried in the fire. What? That your faith, though it may be tried by fire, is more precious than gold that perisheth. You want to know how you become more like Jesus? You're going to suffer in this world. And in this world, because of that suffering, it's going to draw you closer to God. I'll tell you that right now. For he that uh, suffereth in the flesh has ceased from sin. I'll tell you that. When you, when you learn how to seek God in everything, he's going to keep you through it all. Because he suffered in the world and so shall we. But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He'll see you through your tribulation. Amen. And he'll get the glory in it all. That thou mayest be rich. You want to know how to be rich? Learn how to walk with him completely. And rejoice even in your sufferings because you know that the peaceful uh, fruit of God is upon you. And white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. 
The issue with people who think they got it all together and they got it all in life is that they're actually naked, just like Adam and Eve was when they were ashamed. They need to be clothed again with Christ. It's only his righteousness that he sees, not our own. It's as filthy rags to him. It's as filthy rags. And that, thou, and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. You need to see again. You need to get your eyes on him again. Get your eyes on the one that loves you and gave himself for you. Amen. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He loves you so much that he puts you in predicament so you can look back to him and draw to him once again because he wants you saved. Amen. He wants you saved. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. The scariest part about this verse to me is that somehow the church put Jesus outside the church. And he was trying to get back in. Remember that verse that, baby, please don't treat me bad. Where, what happened? Where was the severing? Where was the, where was, who, who's the one that decided one day I'm going to turn my back and we're just going to do it our own way and just have some superficial church and we're just going to go through the motions. But here the Lord is trying to reach into your heart once again, pulling at you, amen, trying to get you back to him because why? You're the apple of his eye still. No matter what you do, remember, love never fails. He loves you so much, he still wants you. He loves you, he loves you, amen. Let's all stand. Praise God. Now, imagine this. Imagine if I came home to my wife after work and she greets me at the door tries to give me a kiss, and I just walk away, and I go into my room, and I do my thing, and my wife calls me, honey, dinner's ready, will you come out here? I ignore her, and then the next day I wake up, and I get a text, and my wife says, I love you, I love you, and I don't, I don't answer. My wife calls me on the phone, and I ignore her call. And then she comes and she talks to me. And I just walk by. How many times has the Lord tried to call us and just say, I just want to spend some time with you because I love you. And we ignore him and we go about our day. Oh, I'm busy. I got to get this dishes done first. Oh, I got to do this first. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking about where I'm going to eat after church. I got to go. Oh, I got to get out of here. Man, Raymond's really lagging right now. But you know what? It's not me. It's God wanting once again to love on you. And he wants to be with you in fellowship with you. Amen. I don't ever want to get to that place where I ignore him. And he's here and he's going, I love you, son. I love you. Come on in. Come on. Let us fellowship together. And I ignore him. <laughs> And I don't seek his face. 
I've become callous and hardened and God's still trying to till at the ground of my heart. He's like, do you still love me? Are you ashamed of me? I'm not ashamed of you, Jesus. I love you so much. <laughs> Look what the Lord has done. Remember from what thou art fallen and repent and get back to your first love. Church, today God's tugging at your heart. And you would do him injustice if you would ignore him today. I wonder how many people are still not ashamed of Jesus Christ. They're still not ashamed to walk up to an altar and present their bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. I wonder how many people would come even right now as under the sound of my voice and come and lift up their hands to their father and say, I love you, Jesus, and begin to stir up that gift that is within you. You know, there's some here that you haven't got off your bench in years. You haven't walked up to an altar in years. And you're doing yourself an injustice, not me. Not me. You're doing yourself an injustice. But yet God is calling you today saying, I love you. I love you, daughter. I love you, son. Please put your pride down and come up here. Please come that I might fill you once again and touch you with my love. Come. The spirit and the bride say, come. The church has come. I wonder who wants him today. Would you walk up to the front right now? And would you call upon your God and reignite that flame? In Jesus' name. That's right, church. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Touch his throne. Touch the hem of his garment once again. He still is the answer. Amen. Come on, let's rekindle that fire of He's not done with us yet. Oh, he loves us. And I love you.